Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, man, you almost missed your cue there, writing a few notes there, I last did. second. <laughs> I did, you know what, but I was, I was convicted impressed. that we needed them, and so I was trying to work well, on it and get those you in. You recovered well. I was impressed. I was like, watch this, watch this. <laughs> well, you, you also did didn't have to bust me, either. That's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's how, how you I doing? am, man. I'm your good friend. That's, That's right. right. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, we had a uh, busy weekend. Uh, moved Lily into Starkville. and Yeah. Of course, the original apartment we went to um, had faulty wiring, but also had water coming from the outlets. Oh, wow. So that was awesome, you know? And then they're <laughs> trying to convince us, no, they could stay in and we can, you know, rip out the drywall. I'm like, nope. So we moved her downstairs two flights up to another apartment, mm-hmm. which is four flights up. So we moved twice okay. on a Friday and then a time on s- uh, Saturday to get her um, acquainted in her apartment. So say at least I'm still taking some Advil and uh, <laughs> my back is still kind of needs to be in traction right now but other than that i'm doing okay yeah that's good it's yeah. good well it's been a it's been an exciting couple of weeks too you know we released the website a couple of weeks ago and and people have been going to know, it looks amazing yeah well thank you they i wish i could take credit for it they did it but <laughs> but it does it looks good and there's a lot of people going to it i want to take a minute we've already had some people sign up to be uh patrons mm-hmm. you know i want to say thank you to juanita and jeremy stevens to yes. uh mike and carol mata to mark and amy lynch i mean there's just a bunch of people uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting some folks, but I'm going to try to, you know, bring Did your name Jeff up on, on here every yet? time. Not yet, Not yet. but it, it, <laughs> he, uh, he he helps out in more ways He's besides already, monetarily. Right. So. He already helps us out. But yeah. no, we've had a lot of people there, and, and uh, it's, it's it's been a great thing. A lot of people signing up for, you know, getting updates and or really downloading that ebook. that's really cool. A lot of people yeah, have, have yeah. enjoyed that So and sent emails back. So if you get a chance, go to uh, com. Sign up if you want to to support us through Patreon. You get a lot of great, cool stuff. Uh, shirts, mugs, koozies, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you're also going to get access to extra content. Victor and I did a uh, about a 15-minute deal on five things that we're afraid of in real life after our fear episode. So you can get on there and, and see some of that stuff. It's funny and, and uh, some of it's serious as well. But uh, check that out too. And uh, you got to become a Patreon to, to be able to see that. But you're welcome to uh, do that at the website anytime. So... That's my spiel. I'm ready to move on to the show. So today we're going to talk about conviction, and I'm not talking about yeah. like what happened to me four years ago. Right. <laughs> and all, all you know, all seriousness, we're talking about conviction, conviction for Christ. Um, you know, I was thinking about the show Fear that we did last week, and the one that you know we ended, we were talking about how we have to keep our eyes on Christ, and and how He's the one that leads us out of our fear. But the other thing that we need to do when it comes to fear and to combat fear is is live with conviction. Mm-hmm. You know, truly believe in that which we are taught to believe in as Christians. You know, once we've placed our eyes on Christ, we have to be convicted by him and the Holy Spirit to go out and then to, to do what he's asked of us. So, you know, some people would say, well, what is conviction? What do, you, what do you mean by that? Well, it's a firmly held belief or truth. I mean, that's the Webster's Dictionary definition. But to be convicted is to have a state of mind um, of a person who is sure that he or sure of what he or she believes or says is true. So, you know, if you look around the world right now, 
we see a lot of people, and we've talked about things like this on here before, that are claiming to be Christian, claiming to be Catholics. And I mean, I'm talking about all of us, not just just you know random or, or, or certain number of people. But there's a lot of people in the world that that are claiming this, but um, we have faith. They say I have faith, but we lack that conviction. Like when we've talked about this before, when when you are living the way that Christ wants you to, you, you should be on fire with the Holy Spirit and, and be out there living that conviction that I, I love Jesus Christ, I know who Jesus Christ is, I know what he can do in your life, and I'm gonna live that in my life every day so that there's never a question anytime whether I'm a follower of Christ or not or whether I'm a, a, a disciple. But you know, we're living in this world now where, you know, where we lack a lot of conviction and there's an extreme difference between claiming to be a Christian and claiming to be convicted by Christ. It really is. I mean, one is it's you can easily say I'm, I'm Catholic or I'm Christian and and do nothing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just claim it all day long, but but it's not evident in your actions and the way that you go about your life. Um, so many of us, if we look around the world right now at, at, at the way everything is, um, just the bad things in the world, there's just not enough people up here standing up and saying, this is not right, this is wrong. We will not stand for this anymore. It, it, and, and when we you don't see that, it's because it's a lack of conviction. Um, so many of us just, we don't fight anymore. We stay quiet and dormant as we stand by and watch things go go wrong around the world and around us. And we say, well, you know, that's that's something for somebody else to handle, right? Or or that's a problem for for another group of people. Instead of saying no, like Christ has told us what is right and wrong, and as people who believe in him and who are convicted by him and who follow him, we have to stand up for the things that are wrong, or that are right, and against the things that are wrong in this world. It's nice to be in the majority, right? Because then you got <laughs> you know more people behind you. But like I said. Most of us feel ourselves in the minority of, mm-hmm. of things, especially when it comes to faith and our belief, uh, because we, we, we do live in a world of um, self-first or self-interest. Um, the, the whole world's a playground kind of mentality where um, I, I am who I want to be, and you can't tell me any other difference, you know? But yet the happiness people chase after is, is always fleeting. Uh, and what we're talking about, the conviction, knowing me, I'm convinced of who I am, I'm convinced in who I believe. That is the authority that we have to pertain to and, and live with every day, knowing that I am Christ and Christ lives within me. And as you said, you know, how do we do that every day? By living his commandments, by living the Beatitudes, by being charitable, by, by loving, even though people are spitting at us, insulting us, or, you know, may say some slurs to us, we still pray for them. We still walk on as do the best we can because we are what? We're convicts for Christ in the sense of what you say. You sure, know, we're, yeah. we're convinced that no matter what happens, that we are set aside for something special that Christ wants us to do in this world. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the, the thing is, like, it should be every one of us, if we were truly lit on fire, you would just see change sweeping mm-hmm. throughout the world. And I'm talking to myself, too, because there's a lot of days where I'm not. There's days where I'm pumped up coming in here and, you know, and preaching or, or talking about all this stuff, but there's other days I don't live it. So, I mean, a lot of this is directed, as always, back at myself. But there should always be this fire burning within us to live as Christ has called us to, no matter what it means, no matter what we might lose, no matter um, the changes it may affect in our lives. Because we, ha- you can live that way when you understand the things we've talked about here on bef- on here before about the peace, the joy, all these things that Christ yeah. gives us when we actually surrender to Him, and you surrender that fear and you live that convicted life. Because here's the thing: right now we just we have such 
like I said, so many quiet people, so many quiet Catholics around the world that just, we kind of put our head in the sand, right? And say, well, you know, uh, I'll just go along, as you said, with the majority, or I'm not going to stand out, or I'm not going to be bold, right? I'm just going to go with the flow and and, and, and kind of have a toe in each side of the pool, right? The, the, the side for Jesus and the side yeah. uh, for the world. But like our silent faith might as well be an incredibly loud condonement of things going on in the world. Like we... We've got to get in the game and let our faith be visible. And there's not enough of us doing that. You know, Christ called us to be the light of the world, not to hide under the bushel basket. And this is a time right now more than ever with the racial unrest in the country, with with all these people that are they're suffering through fear and all these other things with the pandemic. Um, the, the, the way this country right now and with the elections coming up, you know, this precarious place that we find ourselves in at the end of this moral road, right? Like, we basically we have very few morals in this country that are acted upon on a daily basis anymore and this election is something that's going to come up and can can literally be the end of a lot of the very few ones we have left with that are christian uh influenced morals in this country so there's a lot of things that we we now is the time to stand up and be convicted um you know that's what i'm saying like if you're convicted by him you can't hide it you can't contain it it overflows into every aspect of your life. There is no compartmentalization. There is no part that's not open to Christ. It's every part of it is just in, is infected. In a, that's probably not the best word, but by the Holy Spirit. Like it's just, you allow it to control everything and to be the guide for your life. And you start off every day by saying, Lord, this is the day I give to you. And, and whatever your will is, what is what I want in my life. And I will I will stand up for whatever it is that you ask me to stand up for today. And and I will do it no matter what comes of it, no matter what happens to me. That's what it means to be convicted. I mean, there's a quote here from a bishop in uh, the Diocese of Peoria, uh, Illinois, Bishop Daniel Jinky, And it says, the days in which we live now require heroic ca- uh, Catholicism, not casual Catholicism. We can no longer be Catholics by accident, but instead be Catholics by conviction. You know, that's what he's talking about is we can't just go around through life, you know, accidentally being Catholic. Well, it's just what my parents, you know, were, and that's what I am because of it. Or, you know, this is just, you know, I married somebody and this is, you know, I have to kind of do this to be married, which was me when I got married. He's saying like, it's not accidentally anymore. We have to be purposeful, meaningful, convicted Catholics. Like that's what this world needs now more than ever. And, and there's not, like I said, there's not you don't look around and see thousands of people you see people that are on a stage or or maybe have you know been a, a theologian or something like that but the everyday catholic the person out there that's saying there's nothing i can do you know i might as well just go with the norm because what can i do that's not the truth you have the power of the holy spirit within you and he will convict you of what god wants and of the gifts you have but you have to allow it you have to stoke that flame into 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 fire and allow it to consume you so that you can go out and consume the world in flame for the Lord. That's what he says, right? Like, I've come to set the world on fire and how I wish it was already burning. Like, that's what he wishes of us, is to set the world on fire with his love. I can understand why, uh, the quietness of some folks, because I used to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, before you, you called me to, to help you with this process, I was like, wow, do people really want to hear what I say? Or do people really care what I say? And and I kind of just put that back, saying, well, if it's God's will, it's God's will, and mm-hmm. if if God leads people to listen to anything that we say, then maybe we're we're changing the world a little bit. Um, 
But like I said, I can understand going back to what I was saying. I can understand what people are quiet in their, their sense because they say, well, what can I contribute? I'm just a normal person. You know, I have no voice. I have no stance. I have no power or authority in the world I live in or, or anything. But I can pray and I can say the rosary and so forth like that. And they can do that, yes. But, but join a movement. You know, join a, a group of people that come together to change the world. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's like uh, St. Vincent de Paul or Soup Kitchen or doing something to feed the hungry or anything like that in, in your community. Those are the movements that make the world. The church, like I said, was a movement to heal people, the sick, to, to feed people, to take care of people who are, who are homeless. That's yeah. the church. We forget that sometimes. Well, you know, you're exactly right. And we tell you know, we tell ourselves, well, I can't do this or I can't do that right. or I don't have those gifts. And that's not for us to decide. What we need to be doing is asking God, what do you want of me? What do you want of me? If you if you have not asked God that question in your life, then you should really consider doing that. Because if you haven't, then you're not letting him run your life. You're not letting him be the Lord of your life. True. Yeah. You're being the Lord of your life. Mm-hmm. When you say, you know what, I don't really care what God you're wants pumping, me to do. You're pumping the brakes. Right, right. Yeah. I don't need to ask him that question because I'm in charge of my life. Well, if that's the case, then we need to have a, a complete different conversation. But if you do, like right now, every one of us should be asking that of God every day. What, it, what gifts do you give me that I can use to glorify your name and your kingdom? What would you like me to do? Where do I fit into all this? And yeah, he may not answer immediately, but that's why we have to keep asking the question so he reveals it to us over time. And that's why we have to pray to the Holy Spirit for him to reveal these things to us, to speak to uh, to us on, the, on behalf of God, on behalf of Christ, to tell us this is what he wants us to do in our lives. So, you know, let's look at some people, you know, looking at scripture as, as we always like to do. I mean, people who are convicted for Christ. You look at John and Mary, first of all. You know, they stayed with Christ all the way till the end. You know, at the crucifixion, at the foot of the cross, there was death, there was danger, there was, you know, they could have been tortured, they could have been killed for following him, but yet they stood at the, at the, at the base of the cross, at the foot of the cross with him all the way through, never left him. I'm not just talking about his mother, I'm also talking about Mary Magdalene and, and, and John as well, right. but all of them stayed there no matter what. That's conviction. They believed with everything they had that he was Lord, and it was the most important thing and they basically said, damn the torpedoes, right? Like, whatever happens to us happened, but I'm not leaving him. I'm not letting the world take me away from him. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm going to keep my eyes on him, and I'm going to serve him until he tells me it's time not to, right? Or until my, my, my number's punched, you know, and then I'm going to go serve him in heaven. That Those are some right there that stayed with that conviction. Then you look at the other stories we have in the Bible, like, the centurion, right? The faith is a centurion. And with these next couple, you're going to see something that's a that's a pretty common um, uh, thread with them. The centurion, the the the, Can- the Canaanite woman that we read about last uh, Sunday in the gospel, right? Right about the, the scraps of the dogs on the table. You know, the scraps that they were falling off the, the table and table, could even yeah. feed the dogs. And mm-hmm. all of the, these two were not Jews. They were not Christians, obviously, because that term hadn't come out, hadn't come up yet. But they believed that Jesus could do anything. And, and to the point where they were like, you don't even have to come to my house, right? All you have to do is say the word. All you have to do is say the word. That's true belief. That is somebody who just knew this is Jesus. He's the most important thing. He could do whatever he wants. He's God. All he, all it requires of me is to believe it with everything I have. And, and so they went to him with such conviction of that that what did he say to both of them? How great your faith. Yeah. Go home, it's been done, right? I'm paraphrasing. But he's what you have asked of me has been done. Go home, 
right? And, and he was so impressed by that. And that's what he calls of us, he, what he asks of us. The other one, the hemorrhaging woman, right? Now here's a lady that's just trying to get next to him in, a, in the crowd to touch his cloak. Somebody who believed so adamantly, so fervently, that all she had to do was touch his clothes and she would be healed. That's the type of conviction that we're called to have. And what did Jesus say? He turned around and, who touched my cloak? And then he said her, great is your faith. Again, all three of them, because they were convicted, they didn't let anything stop them from getting to Jesus, from believing in him, and, and choosing to know that he could do whatever he wanted to do in their lives because he was God. But I think so many of us today, we don't have that same sort of conviction. We just kind of say, well, maybe he can do it. You know, maybe he will. I don't know. And, and you know, what's why bother with it? I'll figure it out. I'll do it on my own. I'll, and so we lack that conviction. So we just fall off and then we let everything else in our faith go because we're not, we just don't have that passion to follow Christ, to believe in what he's told us. So, I mean, some other examples, the apostles after Pentecost, you know, I mean, they were, they were scared in the room. The Holy Spirit comes in. They allow it to come in their lives and they leave convicted. They convert thousands and then they go out around the, the countryside spreading the gospel. It's a reason you and I are here today. And most every one of them but John died a martyr's death, right? Every one of them. But they did it because the most important thing was believing in the truth of what Jesus said and they lived it to their very last breath. And it's no different for us today. We like to separate scripture and say, well, that's you know, th- you know, thousands of years ago. It's the same thing today. We, leave, we may not have guys running around wanting to torture us and kill us and having swords, but we have people every day that are trying to kill our morals, that are trying to kill our values, that are trying to take our children, that are trying to destroy the mindsets of everyone in this, in this world. You know, the world, the flesh, and the devil are trying to do that every day. We face no less dangers. Maybe they're not as physical, but they're every bit as, as spiritual. And if we lack the conviction to stand up and to fight and to say, no, this is not right, and no matter how many times you tell me it is, I'm still not going to do it because there's one person who I'm going to follow with everything in my life, and that's Jesus. And I know what he's taught me. I have a relationship with him, and I will do whatever he asks of me. That's the conviction we're called to as Christians and as Catholics and the conviction that we need to remember and live out in our everyday lives today. Yes, yeah, very good. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Or are you listening. convicted of that? <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, when you're talking about the stories yeah. of, of the people interacting with Christ, the thing that I'm always – profound to, to really look at the backstory is that that he was it's kind of very hard to shock and surprise jesus right because he's you know, right he's fully, yeah. fully human fully divine right well, he knows everything so here yeah. he knows everything but then <laughs> but then when you see those stories where he's shocked by the faith he's like uh, people who aren't even sons of abraham or daughters of abraham he's like that is what i want to see always mm-hmm. you know is that con- that conviction that total desire to just throw everything to me you know mm-hmm. to believe in in who i am to believe so the so i guess say absorption of of what i have for you i don't know there's no terminology for that but you know what i mean just throw yourself headlong into something right and, and to know exactly that this is what i believe there's no doubt at all in my mind i mean with the centurion with the woman and with the canaanite woman i mean my goodness i mean they actually taught jesus something Right. That he was like, wow, okay, I see where you're coming from now. All right, go ahead. You, you've received your blessing. And, and that is something that I think that we all are, are gracious to, to hear that story. Because mm-hmm. even though we know we falter sometimes, and, and there are times we come back to him, 
through our sin and through our forgiveness and our confession is that he's always there going hey i missed you yeah you know you ready to, ready to start again and you're like yeah i'm ready to start again but we've got to keep that fire lit yes. and that's the thing like if you look at almost every one of these stories or most of them in the bible where jesus has, has healed someone or done something the first thing they do is they run off to tell everybody like the woman at the well you know she goes out and and, and, and tells everybody, tells her entire village well, about... Probably, everyone knows their story anyways. Right. So she's like, hey, listen to what everybody already knows already, but come, this guy knew before without knowing me. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing, is we have to be set on fire like those people. When Christ has come into our life, when Christ has changed our life, when we've experienced healing from him, any of these things, our job is then to go out and set the world on fire in the place of him, to go out and do what he's called us. But so often we're the opposite, right? We're the guy from the gospel today in the daily reading that goes up and says, Jesus, I want to follow you. I'll do whatever you want. And then Jesus goes, give up all your stuff and come follow me. And he goes away sad, right? Mm -hmm. Because he can't do it. He lacked the conviction. He had the desire, but he wasn't convicted. He didn't believe that with everything in his, in his heart that if I do what he says, my life will be better than any of these riches, any of this money, any of this stuff I have. If I just follow him, It'll be better than whatever I have now. And that's the point we have to get to. We have to get to the point in our life where we can believe with everything that all I need is Jesus. And that may sound like a t-shirt or a wristband or a cliche, but it's the truth. And until we get to the that, that point in our life where we can believe it, we're always gonna be living a life of comfort. We're always gonna be believing that, that we can make it just half in and half out. And that you know there'll always be other people to do God's work. Well, let me tell you, there will never be enough people to do God's work. Each one of us has a part to play in his plan. And if you're not convicted of that, then there may be people that, that God had planned for you to help change their lives that that's not happening yeah. because you haven't given your full yes. So we've got to quit being afraid. And that's the biggest thing. Like we're, we're so scared of what we're going to lose and, and what people are going to think of us. Who gives a, you know, whatever, I can't say that word, but who gives a crap about it? Because what you're going to gain is so much more than what you'll ever lose. You got to quit listening to that lie of the devil and start listening to the truth of the Holy Spirit that resides inside of you, that is whispering to you all the time, just do this, just do that. Give yourself over a little bit more. Surrender. Follow us. Be convicted. Go out and change the world. You know, there's so many people that say, I want to make an impact on the world. Well, you can, and God gave you yeah. the power to do it every day. It may not mean that you're playing professional basketball or you're a football player. Or, or millions of dollars donated yeah. to charity. Yeah, it may right. just be that you serve 5 billion homeless people on Saturdays by the time you die. That might be how you mm -hmm. change the world. You know, don't, don't try to decide that for yourself. Again, ask Christ. Ask the Holy Spirit within you. What am I supposed to be doing so that he can set you on fire to do it? A um, couple other quotes here. St. Theopin from the, from the Eastern Church. Throw out, your head, uh, throw out of your head the idea that you can, through a comfortable life, become what you must be in Christ. You can't. We can't be comfortable and be what Christ asks of us. So we've got to remember to constantly move forward. He sounds like a desert father. Is he one of those? No, he's from the Eastern Orthodox. He's a Russian Orthodox Church. Oh, okay. so, yeah, the Eastern Orthodox Church. So, But anyway, I mean, there's another great you know, quote here from, from St. Catherine of Siena that everybody knows. I mean, Curtis Martin and all kind of evangelists have used it all over, but be who God meant you to be and set, and you will set the world on fire. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about here today. And I think each and every one of us needs to take a minute today to say, like, have I set anything on fire around me? I don't mean literally. I right. mean, within, you know, within your life. Who have I affected? What have I done outside of myself? What can I look at and say, you know what? 
I went there and things changed. Not because of me, but because I said yes and God changed them. We should be taking inventory of that all the time. We get so caught up in the things we have to do in our to-do list and all of that that it's, we look back and go, man, there wasn't time for anything else. All I had to do was my stuff all day long. But when we're doing that, we're not serving God. We're not serving God the way he wants. So we've got to take inventory of that and say, if I'm not, and be honest with yourself, right? Don't don't kid yourself. Don't lie. How am I today sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ? How am I convicted? How am I sharing a truth that when I speak about him, people know without a doubt that I believe it and I would go to my death for it. How do we live like that? And, and if you're sitting here saying that's for somebody else, no, that's for you. Christ has called us to that. Paul calls us to that. All the apostles call us to that. The Holy Spirit allows us to be that, but we have to say yes to it. And we and if we start doing that, think about that. If just the handful of Catholics that are listening to this show would go out and do that, the impact it could make to change the world. And it's possible, so we've gotta quit listening to the devil tell us to do this and do that, or we can't do this and do that. And, and go out and listen and pray and listen to what the Holy Spirit is asking each of us. And then be convicted. Believe in yourself that you can do it. Believe that God wants it of you. And believe that he has given you everything to go out and do it well. And then go out and do it. And don't let anything stop you. No matter what that call is. Whether it's working the soup kitchen or starting a podcast or... or Making blankets for people. Right. Homeless people. Yeah. What, whatever Babies, it is. Uh, I, you know, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know that's okay. No, you're exactly right. I'm glad you, you said that. But guys, I mean, I, you know, we're coming here to the end of the show. I know that um, that you know you guys have been going out here and supporting us and emailing us and all that. Thank you again. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, all that stuff has got singular messages now. Again, if you're interested or have ever found any sort of blessings from uh, anything we've done, please consider supporting us through Patreon. You'll get some cool stuff. And you get to help us along the way, and we get to continue doing the things we want to do, uh, like you know, add video to the podcast and some other things. So, um, as always, we thank you for for listening, for supporting us, for checking out the website. Um, send us some emails if you need prayers. We're glad to do that for you too. Um, but I want to say here at the end, you know, just a closing thought. You know, my brothers and sisters, come to know how much Jesus loves you. Believe it. There aren't enough folks in the world trying to change it, but there are so many of you listening right now that could. All you need is the conviction to do so. So let's take that to prayer right now. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, as Catholics we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. It's not just about knowing it though, it's about living it. Help us to live our faith out with great conviction. And Father, allow the Holy Spirit to convict our hearts in such a way that it leaves no doubt who we are and in whom we believe. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com. <laughs>